Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the What She Podcast, episode 82 to be in fact. It is so special because I'm going to be running it solo. Uh, yep, that's right. I'm going to be taking the uh, insurmountable task upon my shoulders of running this podcast on my own today. But hello, everyone, and welcome to, as I said before, episode 82 of the What She Podcast, where I will be talking. And expressing my feelings, thoughts, and emotions and beyond about Critical Role Campaign 3 Episode 28, we finally had the race. Now, all of you are, that have been keeping up with the podcast and stuff know that this Death, death Wish race was definitely what I was most excited about coming into Basaros. As soon as we heard about it from Ashton... Back when they first arrived in the city, like they were, they were, they weren't even in the city yet. They were just merely walking up and Ashton was like offhanded comment about death race or death wish. And I was like, Oh, death wish. What the hell is this? I hear death. If I hear death, my, my angst, my angst radar automatically starts flashing. And it's like, give, 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 give. It's like my, my, my angst detector. So as soon as I heard death wish, I was like, I need to see this. I need to have it. And, uh, and we got it. Um, it was very fun. It was basically just a really long combat slash like chase scene, I guess. I don't know. It didn't really feel like a race. You know what I mean? It, it definitely more so felt like a combat with changing terrain and stuff like that. Still really fun. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed every second of it. I was kind of looking at the race through the lens of like pod racing. That's pretty much what I did. Um, I was like, this is, and, and that's kind of how, you know, I, I heard a few of them drop a line. Now this is pod racing and stuff like that, especially with all the shenanigans they were getting up to also very reminiscent of Mario Kart and all that shenanigans with the spiritual turtles, the banana peel, just so much, so much chaos packed into this simple little race. Um, but we can start at the beginning with the, the names, the names of this. Have you seen Reddit's speed calculations? I have not. Uh, I have not taken taken the chance to uh, look at some of the Reddit stuff about the episode. But going back to the beginning, we got the names of their crawlers. We had the Red Moon and then the 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 Buck Fucket. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Did I remember correctly? The Buck Fucket. Those crawlers can only go 20 miles per hour. Wait. Wait, that's so slow. Wait a minute. Is that accurate? 20 miles per hour. Wow, this race just got a whole lot less, uh, a whole lot less, um, deadly. I guess the only deadly thing about it is the actual drivers because they have the ability to, you know, cast spells and shoot their fucking, their gats at, at their, their adversaries. Uh, that's funny though, that they can only go 20 miles per hour. I mean, maybe they actually go faster, but in terms of like, you know, like D and D, kind of hard to make things go super fast i guess i don't know maybe i i am not smart when it comes to math and all that stuff so i wouldn't know i wouldn't know uh but that's funny that is funny it makes now re-going through the race in my head and because i was imagining it going like super fast like like pod racing that, that that's basically how i was imagining it but now it's more like little go-karts it was a go-kart race. That's basically what it was. A little go-kart race. Or like bumper cars. They were playing bumper cars. Something like that. Uh, but still, really great. Um, leave it to Reddit to ruin everyone's imagination. Exactly. My headcanon, they're going fast. My headcanon, they are speeding through that shit. Um, but who knows? Who knows what it actually is? Uh, but yeah, so we had the two names. The the uh, the Red Moons and then the Buck Fucket. And then they had the brilliant idea of having FCG be the wheel. Totally nothing going to go wrong with that. I love the conflict that Sam had, though, because Sam is usually uh, an advocate for chaos. They are an agent of chaos. They usually are always 100% down for shenanigans and stuff. But for some reason, he was really he was really hung up on, on it this time. I don't, I don't know what was going on. I, I fully supported it. I totally understand Sam's argument for maybe not wanting to do it. Uh, but it's hilarious. This is probably the only chance you are ever going to have to do it. So why not? Why not? You're not going to die. Like, don't even, don't even worry about dying. Uh, but it did pose some interesting 
complications down the line um, as he, he wasn't able to cast, you know, spells that used hand shines and such. Um, and it worked. Yes, exactly. It worked and it ended up working out pretty well. Um, surprisingly so. Um, but it was great. It was really great. Um, let me just pop that here. Um, what else? Yes. And then the mistake of giving the lot of the temp HP, this was a bit down the line, but it was great. I loved their idea of having FCG be the wheel. It just fits perfectly with the chaos and the brand of the Bell's Hells. Um, but one of the other interesting things before the race, uh, Imogen recognized Odahan from the dream because previously we had Lana who didn't recognize her, but like meta meta knowledge, like Marisha and Laura and everyone else like knew who it was, but Lana failed the, the check to see who it was. But at this race, 100% Imogen recognized Odahan. And not only that, but they also named their crawler the Red Moon. That's definitely not going to, you know, be cause for alarm or anything. That's not, that's, that's not obvious. That's not obvious. Who knows? Who knows? And maybe Odahan doesn't even notice or recognize Imogen, you know? There's, there's a lot. Okay, there's a lot of layers. We just got to hold out hope that nothing bad's going to happen. But also, I mean, angst. I wouldn't be opposed to something bad happening. Feel about that. Um, but no, it was great. I loved the the buildup, the deep planning that was going into the race. Um, like who's going with who, what tactics are we going to use, who's going to be sitting on the sidelines and stuff. It was fun to see them formulate a plan because as we all know, plans in D&D never go the way we want. Uh, it's always going to just come down to improving and coming up with a solution on the spot in the heat of the moment and just hoping it works out, hoping the dice rolls are in your favor. Uh, nine times out of ten, it doesn't happen and you just got to keep going. You just got to keep improvising. You got to keep building up. As the ladder is burning below you, you just keep climbing. You keep climbing as that ladder is burning. You just got to keep going. It's great. Uh, there are also theories that Orm recognized Odahan as well from the Assassins. Oh, that is intriguing. That is interesting. Um, hmm. I guess it would make sense, but do we do we have like confirmation that they are the assassins, or are they just other Ruidus born? I think there's a. It's very possible that they are the assassins. We don't really have any other NPC leads in terms of like suspects, I guess. Um, so it makes sense to assume that. Um, or to theorize that Odahan is one of these assassins and stuff, but where are the other ones? Are they, just, is, are they all the Paragon's Call? Are the assassins just the Paragon's Call? Or is Odahan a part of something greater that we have no idea about? Um, I'm leaning more towards that because Odahan was a war hero, if you will, during the Apex War, so it's possible that she has more connections with you know, more powerful figures and stuff like that. Maybe she's involved in different inner circles. Who knows? Who knows? Laura and Talison piling on Liam as they planned was cute. Yeah, that was great. I mean, uh, I would not want to do highway speed standing in the back of a pickup. True. That is very true. Uh, but then we get into the race. We get into the race and chaos ensues already. As I said before, I loved um, the, you know, this is pod racing lines. I loved the fact that FCG used the spirit guardians to be the turtle shells. I thought that was absolutely perfect. Um, Bunch of just little Easter eggs uh, in reference to Star Wars, into Mario, uh, Mario Kart. Hilarious. I'm here for it. Always here for it. Ride or die. It was great. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Uh, Guardian Trail. Oh, yeah, as the wheel. Oh, yes. And then Matthew Mercer. I was expecting death, right? I mean, death wish. Someone, someone's going to die. But why did it have to be the old lady? The old lady was just was just trying to cross the street. She had her groceries. She was showing. I guess we technically have no confirmation if she died or not because we don't know where she went. But I don't know if those things are going fast. If those things are going real fast, I don't have uh, high hopes. I don't have high hopes in, in that old lady's survival. I really don't. Oh, God. But then also, if they are only going 20 miles per hour, 
maybe she's fine. You know, Matt hates old people. Confirmed. Matthew Mercer despises old people. He had one die in Death Wish. 100%. Uh, the Death Knight was really close to the mountain race since the Speed Racer movie. Wow, it's the Speed Racer movie. It's been a while since I've thought about that. Um, but it was really cool. As I said before, the race more so felt like combat um, because there was a lot of spell slinging. There was a lot of shooting. There was a lot of destruction, blowing up stuff. You know, Fern on the sidelines trying to be a flying squirrel but then getting shot out of it and trying to do shenanigans. Chetney going full werewolf form and tearing shit up, going invisible. Um, them eventually, eventually commandeering a third crawler? They got a third one! Which means at the end of the race, they got first, second, and third because they eventually did away with all of their opposition. This went really well. This race actually went the best possible way. This was the best timeline for the Bell's Hells for this race to go. Um, and Ashton got to, you know, live their dream of uh, riding in one of these races and, and placing uh, in a top placing. Um, it went really well. It actually went so well. Um, there were a few close calls. You know, some of them were getting low, dropping low, taking some hits. But for the most part, they were able to maintain themselves pretty darn well, I would say. Um, I was honestly surprised. I was expecting at least one of them, like one of their crawlers, to make it. But I was, I had the, the idea that one of them was probably going to break down um, or someone was going to fall unconscious and they would have to stop and then the other ones would keep going. Um, but I didn't expect it to go this well. I was prepared, mentally prepared for one of them to not succeed. And I was hoping that if that was the case, Ashton would be the one that continued on and was able to complete the race since this was like, this was Ashton's thing. He really wanted to do this. So give him the glory of... Uh, you know, finishing the race, finishing in, in first even. Um, I was scared for Laudna as well. Laudna was the one who dropped dangerously close to, you know, death and stuff, but uh, was able to be brought back um, up to a, like a safety health threshold. I don't think, did anyone, I don't think anyone went unconscious, uh, but if they did, you know, it was maintained, it was managed, um, which is also funny because FCG is the only cleric, right? And they made FCG the wheel. So if it came down to supporting stuff, and Ashen didn't even finish. Oh, that's right. They're, um, uh, Ashen was with Imogen, right? And there, theirs was the one. Yes, they crashed at the end. That's right. That is right. Very unfortunate for Ashen, but also went unconscious once. That's right. Um, but Lana was brought back up. That is right. Uh, Ashen and Imogen's crawler did, did crash at the end. But I feel like also that's pretty satisfying for Ashen, you know? I feel like Ashen was either going to be satisfied if they finished... Like first or like second or something, or if they they crashed in a blaze of glory but survived, um, just the thrill and the adrenaline rush of that would probably have been enough for Ashen as well. Um, Surprise! The psychic gang didn't make an appearance. Wonder why they made the bells hells wear the colors. Hmm. True. I don't know. Uh, good thing Matt forgot the bomb was on the red moon when it crashed. Otherwise, the episode might have ended a lot sadder. That's right, they never ended up using that bomb. I was definitely expecting them to to try to either, I don't know, throw it at another uh, crawler or someone to jump on, plant it, and then like, jump off or something and then remotely detonate it. Um, but yes, very, very lucky that it did not explode when their crawler crashed. Either Matt was being merciful and didn't want it to explode or they just forgot. They just forgot it was there, and, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. That's the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you forget you have an atom bomb in your backpack. Um, it happens. It happens. People, you know, happens all the time, every day. Um, but it was exciting. I was wondering what Matt would have done in the case that all of the other crawlers were destroyed and it was just the party left standing. Because then it's like, oh, they won. Like they're and now they're just playing for bragging rights. Like who among them is going to finish first? Um, I did. I wonder if Matt planned for that to be possible, because then there was the encounter in the caves with those creatures that they uh, did battle with um, briefly. Um, and I was wondering. I was like, I wonder if he did this because the opposition is gone and he still wanted to have a challenge for them or something. Um, which would have been cool. I think All Minds Burn might have 
been the rock trap near the end oh could have been could have been um but still it was really cool that they had first they had to deal with you know the their op their the, the other racers the other opposition and stuff they dealt with them and then boom these massive sand dweller creatures come out of nowhere and start tearing shit up but yes orum orum went crazy orum went sicko mode I think did did or how many natural twenties did Orum get? Like two or three? He got a lot. He got a lot. Orum, I, I feel like Liam just, just gets so many natural twenties when it matters. Um he really Liam really knows how to come in and clutch with those with those natural twenties. How many he actually gets. Um But it was great. It was great. Uh eventually they were able to destroy these sand dwelling creatures. I already forgot their names, but they sounded cool. Um and then they carried on, but unfortunately, uh, as was stated previously, Ashen and Imogen's crawler crashed towards the end of the race, and they were unable to finish. But the other members of the party did, in fact, cross that finish line and hopefully earned the respect of Odahan uh, and all those all those baddies. Um, but that was that, pretty much. The race basically took up the entire episode. Um, it was very fun. Uh, again, I was looking at it through the lens of it being pod racing, so that's how how my mental picture was developing as the scene was being described and narrated and stuff. I was thinking of like the sand dunes of Tatooine and uh, the Phantom Menace uh, Star Wars movie and all that stuff. So it was really fun. It was really fun to imagine. It was really fun to watch play out. So many funny moments. Uh, it was great. Absolutely loved it. It'd be interesting. Now I kind of want to do like a, a a campaign. What if we do a campaign just based around a Death Wish circuit and stuff? You know, you're a group of, of upstart, you know, crawler gang members, and you're trying to make a name for yourselves. Um, and you got to go through this whole, you know, circuit and stuff to climb the ranks. <clears throat> excuse me, climb the ranks, the, uh, the Death Wish hierarchy and stuff. It'd be cool. It'd be interesting. Um, I've always wanted to do something like that. Um, but... I think the more exciting part of this episode came at the very end. And I'm sure you all are aware of what I am talking about. We finally had Fern and Birdie reunite. At long last, Fern got to see her mother again. They met up at Imahara Joe's. Ashton and FCG first greeting them first. Um, then Fern coming in slowly after, and uh, the first shocker I think that we had for this one was the fact that um, the time difference, the time difference between Fern's idea and her mother's idea of how how long they've like been apart, you know. Um, actually, was so she she was. Um, give me one second. Alana's messing. Um, give me one moment. Alana might be joining us in a second here. Uh, but anyways, yes. Uh, but I guess before that, we should talk about, um... What happened the, the, the night before because I think it, it warrants a conversation because Chetney had a conversation with Dusk the night before. Chetney was like on point with Dusk's betrayal, betrayal. And at first I was like, wait, how did Chetney know this? Did, was Chetney like getting whispers? Was Chetney like secretly rolling like insight checks and Matt was like giving it or something? But no, it turns out it was just Travis putting some pieces together um, and coming to the conclusion on his own, which is really cool. But I love, excuse me, I love like the dramatic irony of both those scenes because Travis doesn't know that D Dusk is evil, but Chetney was kind of getting that. And then Chetney did the insight check and then was whispered to by Dusk, so he might have gotten something. Um, but then Fern and Dusk had a conversation right after that, um, expressing like their how Fern like cares about Dusk in a way like it's kind of like they're sisters and Fern is like living vicariously through Dusk in the relationship that Dusk had with um, Fern's parents and stuff. 
Um, so it was, again, it goes back to that dramatic irony where we know that Dusk is evil. And Ashley didn't. Even after the betrayal was, was revealed, Ashley was like, I never questioned you for, for a second. Like, it came out of total left field. Um, Travis taking a guess and hitting it on the mark was honestly incredible. It was. And I was, like, it, it was so on the nose that I was like, he had to have been rolling secret inside checks this whole time or something. Something, because it was too perfect. And he played it so well, too, like, so slyly. It was, it was so slick. So, it's like, I don't know. It was crazy. It was awesome. Because, again, we as the audience know that Travis is right. Um, That's crazy. It's insane. Oath of Betrayal Paladin. Oh, is that what we're thinking? Um, Dusk is? Could be. Could be. Um, um, so, I, I really liked that we had those two conversations. Because it definitely heavily foreshadowed the next morning like what was to come heavily foreshadowed it um and i think we all knew it was going to be coming because tomorrow was when they were going to be meeting with Brody anyways so we already knew the uh conflict was going to come to a head like the tension was going to build and dusk was going to reveal themselves to be you know uh evil and want to kill or capture um birdie and ollie so we knew it was coming and the conversation that happened the night before only set up even more emotional weight to what was going to happen um so i really liked that i really liked that um erica nailing the description and sam's confusion was priceless it was i, I actually have to go back i want to go back and watch all of their reactions again because i was just so enthralled by erica's descriptions of her changeling form shifting and like the tattoos and stuff i was just honed in on that that i wasn't even paying attention to anyone else i was partly paying attention to Fern because it was directly affecting her as well um, but i was mostly focusing on erica because it was really well narrated um but yes going back to Fern and birdie um meeting first and the idea that Fern thought that they had only been away for or that they had been away for 90 years but from birdie's perspective it was only like six years that is a massive difference and i love how that played out too because they were like oh my gosh you know it's it's been so long it's been what 90 years and like they said their times like at the same at the same time like together um there was Fern being like 90 years and then uh matt was also like six years so i was like wait what huh like what what's hap what's happening here what's going on um so that was like the first like big shock reveal it's like wait hold on a second so what's which story is correct are they both true like has it like actually only been like six years in, in, I guess, real time, and then, like, Feywild time has it been 90 years? Like, time gets so weird between Material Plane and the Feywild. Um, or was Fern in some other, you know, uh, dimension or something? It could be Modified Memory. Yeah, there could be something like that going on here. But Modified Memory on who? On Birdie and Ollie or on Fern? Um, I think they were letting the cinematic scene play out. Yes. Yeah, they were. Um, and you could see it, you could see it building too, because when, oh gosh, like the tension was just so good because then Fern was like, oh, like I, I came here with Dusk. Like you remember Dusk, right? And then, um, freaking oh, Fern, modify memory on Fern. Yeah, it could be. Um, Fern was like, oh, you remember Dusk, right? You guys traveled together. And then Birdie was like, I don't think I've ever met a Dusk. And it's like, oh shit oh god um it's crazy also six years ago is when the attack on zephra occurred oh my it's all lining up it's all lining up everything's connected everything is connected um i don't know if any of you have seen the horror movie the visit um but i was getting big vibes from there we're like in the visit spoilers for the visit um the kids are like on call with their their mom on video call and they're like 
oh, hey, you know, we're here with our grandparents. Here they are. And they're showing them on the camera. And then the mom is like, kids, those aren't your grandparents. Who the fuck are those people? Um, and that's kind of how it was in this scene. It's like, I don't know who this person is. Uh, all right, one second. I think we have a... Hello. Hello. Oh. We swap scenes real quick. I'm here. Let's go. Oh, I see you. Oh no. Oh, I need to do a thing. I need to turn. All oh, right. Off. Hello, everyone. And go back here. Nope. Ooh. That didn't work. Oh. Oh. We're professionals here. Ah, but yeah, 100%. We just started talking about um, the whole fern, dusk, ollie, or birdie oh, scene. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And how, how that was super, super tense. Very, very tense. Hey, everyone. Sorry, we're, we're, we're so professional, we're I so stayed up very late re-watching the episode multiple times, and that is why <laughs> I will just grab a new a new capture. Oh. oh. Interesting. Going to be huge, though. Oh, God, I'm huge. Um, but yeah, no, that's huge. Uh, oh, wow, you are huge. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. We're back. Amazing. Smashing it. <laughs> Boom. And just like that, a well This is machine. the type, this is the level of professionalism you can expect. You can from expect the here podcast. 100%. <laughs> it's, oh, goodness. It's been, a, it's been a time. Oh, there we go. I you still can't see you. I'm just going to say. That's all right. Stream can see <laughs> me. That's, that's um, okay. But anyways, yeah. So we were just talking about... Um, I guess we can rewind a little bit, um, because yeah, you probably want to- just this once. Uh, oh yeah. You probably want to put in your, uh, two cents about it. The whole 90 years versus six years. Right? Shenanigans. What do you think? What, what the hell your, is up with that? You, so, what's your I don't really know. My first thought was, like, just time is so fucked between, like, the Material Plane and the Feywild mm -hmm. that it could have just been that. Um... Where for mm -hmm. Birdie and Ollie, it really was just six years, but in the Feywild, it was like 90. Um, I've seen some theories of people saying that Fern's, Fern was memory modified, fucked. Uh, so, so what, suggesting that, suggesting that it was six years, but that she yes had her memory mixed to think that she had an abandoned childhood or something? Like, like her parents I don't know. Yeah, like what, what would be I, the purpose of modifying her memory? I've feel like because Bertie was saying, like, you've grown so much and, like, you know, kind of treating her as if she were still a child yeah. a little bit, I think it, there has been this, I think it has been 90 years. Um, I think it might have just been 90 years. Um, I like, I, I think it would, I, I would love for it to have only been six and you know, it was a mistake and an accident that's caused them to be away from Fern. Cause it's really sad. God damn, Ashley is so good. Like I was, yeah. I think there was like one line she said last. I was just like, my eyes are wet. It's just yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is oh. really sad. But I, th I think it's gonna be that just no, they, they, they lost track of time essentially, and being like either a long lived creature, they just didn't notice. Um, for whatever reason, they're here on the material plane, and it's not. You know, they're, they're trapped. They can't yeah. go back. They're, they're building something. We can assume. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think potentially it's just been. You know, no, they've, they've been gone a while. Um, they just haven't picked up on it. Uh, which we also freaking. have to consider. We also have to consider, as, as a few people have already um, stated, six years ago was when the attack on Zephra happened. So. Mm. Is yeah, that connected cool. somehow, or is it just a coincidence? Is that a quinky dink? Mm, yeah, because I guess we haven't really explored the possibility of like the. I think I think we've been very focused on those attacks being ruinous, like related, just because of the twins yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But could be could be Feywild bullshit as well. Could be something related to that. I mean that 
Okay. Mm. Here's a here's, mm. here's a here's a fucking tinfoil theory, right? Go for it. Birdie and Ollie left home to save the world, mm. right? Sounds good. This yeah. could have been Check. six years ago or ninety. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go with six. We'll go with six for the sake of this because that's when the attack on Zephyr happened. Mm -hmm. They went to go save the world because they know this rudest shit is going down, right? There's these attacks that seem to be potentially linked to Rudus and all that stuff, Redstorm, all that. Mm -hmm. um, we know that the Nightmare King knows the Callaways and may be involved, maybe loosely, or is at least aware of a plot against the Callaways or something like that. Yep. We don't really know. Um, but mm -hmm. let's go, let's look at this through the, through the lens of um, the people after Birdie and Ollie yeah. are trying to stop them from saving the world, which could be linked to these assassins, these brutish assassins, right? Could be, yeah. What, so Dusk, right, was their name, right? Yeah. What happens, what, what arises at Dusk? What becomes visible as the yeah. sun goes down at Dusk? Yes. Yes, the I get moon. I see where you go. <laughs> Ruidus. It's connected. There's my theory. Dusk I like is it. I will never... a member of the Assassins and well no. I, I it, it sounds dumb, but it was, it I think Ruidus can be seen throughout the day, potentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> true, but true, true, true. I will never shoot down a moon theory, so I'm on board. True. Um Uh No, that's yeah, the I'm I think that's the thing I'm most uh, um, curious about so far in this campaign as a whole is just who are the assassins? Like, which group do they belong to? Like, I'm sure we'll get more details than that. I just kind of want that one definitive answer at some point. Just who is it? And then obviously, why? Like, what yeah. for? What reason are they doing this? Um, but yes, yeah, still going. <laughs> I've, I've been good. I've been good. Don't bring it up. I've about been good about the chain of living. But yeah, no, I think I, I'd love to believe that there was time dilation for the reason the Callaways aren't there. But mm -hmm. I, I, I want the the um, the, <laughs> the angsty need inside me is that uh, it has been ninety years and there is, you know, forgetfulness and some neglect gone into how they communicated with their daughter. Because you've got to yeah. think, too, like, the, the grandma could have just been like, well, shit, like, <laughs> they've been gone for a while. Yeah. But we also know the grandmother was saying, like, you know, they, they're saving the world, mm -hmm. they're doing something, and it could have just been something to tell a child to make them feel better. But yeah. we know they're building something. They, they seem to suggest that they were getting close. They needed some supplies, and they were mm -hmm. getting close to whatever they were building. What could that be? What are they building? I don't know. Have we discussed could this it... already? Am I treading on trod ground what do you think could it be like an opposite to what the nightmare king was working on or something i don't know oh remember i mean remember too because he was working with the paragon's core like yeah he was working with treshy and oh it's all connected we need was, we need a working, corkboard i wonder <laughs> i should get a big if... corkboard back here just with string <laughs> Do we think Odahan might have been among the the individuals that received the gift from Gurge? Maybe. Do you think Odahan would just have make her? I think I think there would have been some attempt for uh, Chetney to make a make a mm. perception or make some kind of check. I think their passive would be pinged to identifying other werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that would just make her even more cool. Like she's she's such a cool design. Yeah. Um, but no, I think. Oh man, desert jetpack werewolf. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Transform <laughs> um, into a werewolf while you're. No, but I def I definitely think like. I, I still I I'm still leaning with the assassins being the ruinous esque mix of, of battery that's, that's occurring in the world and i do um, i do like the uh the question or the theory that uh cammy just put in chat because you know both of you and i both you and i have talked about wanting to go to the moon so what if yes birdie and ollie are actually trying to build a rocket to the moon or something a portal or something we have transport i don't know that, could, could that be. would 
That would be actually properly incredible if they're like, you know, they manage to get away from dusk, send them off or, you know, dispatch them, whatever reason. And then Bertie's like, all right, well, come see our adventure. It's just a fucking rocket ship. That that would be incredible. That would be concerning and incredible. But... I, I, my first thought was that it was going to be some kind of portal like to return to the Feywild. Maybe they were stuck. Mm, but mm. I can't imagine, if I'm following my theory of it's been 90 years, that they couldn't find a way back to the Feywild in 90 years. Like, people do it all yeah, the fucking time. That's a long um, time. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's more of a weapon because that's there's, there's um, insistence from the Unsealy Court to get rid of them. The Sealy Court are interested all the time in them. Um, there's something, oh, and it's that whole conversation Dusk had about how everyone's special, like, like mm-hmm. how she's special, her parents are special. It's just like, Ugh. yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I think it's probably going to be some, something. Uh, oh, I don't know, but I feel like we get the, we might get some Feywild <laughs> this campaign. We might actually travel. Yeah. Or we might see a split. We, we could see some characters go away for a time. Um, remember we had that theory in Campaign 2 that Jester was going to be taken to the Feywild, mm-hmm. like with the Traveler, and they'd have to go rescue her or, like, you know, go in and find her. Um, could could and be fun. Could be- this is, like, exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought this episode was going to end on even more of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, like, this scene... Yeah. We, I, ta- I talked about this in a previous podcast episode where it's such brilliant storytelling because we we've always wanted fern to reunite with her parents because it would be awesome fern deserves it but now that we had thrown dusk into the mix now we're worried about that reunion because we know what's going to happen when dusk encounters her parents so there's that level of tension added on to what should be a beautiful uh scene between fern and her parents um and this scene was just layered with so much strange tension between the, the 90 yeah. and six years and then the slow reveal of Fern being like, oh, and I'm here with Dusk. Like, you remember traveling yeah. with Dusk, right? And then Birdie being like, I don't know who the hell this is. And yeah. then obviously then Dusk's uh, double reveal uh, as <sighs> they were actually a changeling this whole goddamn time. That's so cool. My God, man, that art was good. That was that was good. That was, and that I was, was really. Fun. I need to go watch the scene again because I was only <laughs> watching Erica because yeah. her description of the transformation was so cool um, mm-hmm. that I was just like entranced. Uh, yeah, by by her descriptions of the, the transformation of her character, I was looking at, at Ashley, and Ashley was totally <laughs> shocked. Did yeah. not even see it coming. Um, yeah. Laura was good to watch too. Laura was yeah. very much just like, ah, like yeah. just living it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that it was a really cool description. I love the way they described their changeling aesthetic. Um, yeah, like really, really cool. And then just the art itself was quite. Um, yeah, Reddit called it. I'm sure they probably. <laughs> I'm sure they probably did. Yeah. Um, that's like it's like I can't believe we didn't even think of the potential of there being like I was thinking they might have been a Ladron, um, you know, like I was thinking oh maybe they're appearing as like an autumn Ladron because yeah. they had those kind of colors and now I feel like maybe that was a ploy that was, that was done on purpose to a make us think that sneaky sneak, sneak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah no it's uh, I I thought. First, I was terrified because, you know, Matt's saying Bertie's got their back to them. And you can see yeah. Erica was, like, in that mode. Erica was, like... Yep. like He was ready. Yeah, and I was thinking that they were just going to go up and stab them in the back. Um, which would have been heartbreaking. That would have been very intense. But oh, yeah. I did like the very slow reveal, the nature of the reveal. Um, but then we talked about, like, yeah, we thought they were going to grab both hands and teleport out yeah, of there. Yeah, I thought you... that's exactly how I thought the episode was going to end because the way Erica was describing it, she was like, I placed both hands on them. And it's like yeah. she was looking to Matt for, like, the go-ahead. And I thought she was going to be like, and I fucking bamf them out. Like, I, I plane yeah. shift out of here. Um, yeah. But I think she was still only, like, level eight or something. Yeah, that would have um, been so tricky. I don't think she has access um, to that 
shenanigans, but think, that's what I thought was going to happen. She could thunderstep. I don't know, did warlocks get dimension door? Maybe, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I was very much just like, oh no, this, this is going to be bad. And it could still be bad. We don't know. It yeah. could still be, could still be the, uh, <laughs> whatever or happens it next. Could go pretty well. Uh, because while, you know, warlock paladin is a deadly combo, they're pretty squishy. No. 16 AC, 65 HP. They roll low on initiative. <laughs> they're getting one shot in a round, so. But that's the thing too, I think how like they're not gonna be alone. I think it would be impossible to do a, a, a like, you know, evil PC reveal and then have PvP, but have it mm. one versus seven. So there's I think there's definitely has to be backup. There's gonna be some yeah. form of minion-esque um fade. Yeah, like a, like a press this button to summon the reinforcements when you find them or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. to like yeah towns or something up here. Um mm. No, I I I'm excited for that. I'm excited for like pvp because i feel like there would have to have been something that was very thoroughly discussed between matt and erica like you oh, know well, sure. this will probably devolve into pvp um mm -hmm. how do we make that you know fun and interesting and fair i guess um because you gotta think too birdie i'm assuming has something up her sleeve like if she's been around and she's this highly contested it might just be because she's a brilliant inventor but i like to think that you know she can fight and she can protect herself um yeah oh man i'm excited and we do have a break don't we like it's not next yeah week, yeah Lord. we do next week is the break so we gotta wait two oh, weeks <laughs> two yeah. whole weeks to, to come back to it <sighs> amazing it's amazing. it's tough but what was also heartbreaking is birdie saying to fern that you know you brought them oh. straight to us and Fern's like, what? What do you mean? Who? Like, who did so I bring? Like, accusatory. Like, uh, oof, uh. yeah. No, that that was. And the fact that she like knew who it was, essentially, or like knew what group Dusk supposedly is working for, just because I guess I mean, if someone suddenly changes their appearance and becomes aggressive towards you, mm -hmm. like that's the group that's chasing me. Yeah. But um, yeah, just suddenly realizing the danger that they're potentially in. Ooh, I'm, I'm excited to see how this plays out. I really yeah. want some PvP. Um, alternatively, I, I wouldn't hate, like, you know, if they manage to subdue Dusk and are able to... Oh, mm -hmm. God, that'd be kind of weird, interrogating a guest player. Oh, table. God. That would be um, interesting, though. That'd yeah. Cool. Uh, ooh, I think we're definitely going to see a... Uh, a shift in fern's character probably after this um, oh. finishes and plays out um it's it's like a massive lesson in distrust yeah <laughs> she was exactly so so eager to place her trust in yeah. in dusk but i think that's just because she's very you know, free and and um uh nonchalant about a lot of the stuff that mm. happens but this might cause her to become more guarded or you know or it could just cause her to become closer with people in the party because I think for Fern, we've seen her, like she's friendly with everyone in the party yeah. and she gets along and obviously she's probably closest with Orem just because of that time they've spent together. But she doesn't really necessarily have, I think, those like that super strong one-on-one -on -one connection with mm -hmm. any other player or with any other character yet, I should say. Um, apart, yeah, I guess apart from like Orem, but they don't really engage with it all that much i think oram has a lot going on himself that's not yeah. really she's not sharing um so i think yeah i think it'd be interesting to see her kind of then you know go to i think probably imogen or like maybe even chetney like yeah. to find a bit more um comfort and friendship which would be nice because you know anytime anytime we get some just straight role play it's it's lovely mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting because it it kind of took Molly's death to bring the party together um, mm. and to see some very significant shifts in, uh, you know, character progression for campaign two. Mm. It took that death to really get that, all that stuff started. Um, but this one, we don't have a death yet, um, <laughs> but we have a betrayal. Now, of course, they haven't been traveling with Dusk for very long, but as, you know, we said before, Fern put a lot of trust in Dusk. You know, this was yeah. like the first person they had come that that they had 
come across that knew her parents. Um, yeah. And now seeing this betrayal, obviously it's going to affect Fern a lot, but the rest mm. of the party, like, they are going to be very slow to bring other people into the fold to trust other people. They're going to be very yeah. uh, guarded now moving forward. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And it, I guess it yeah. all depends on how this gets resolved, right? Because we yeah. don't know like, what's going to happen in the sort of next episode. Cool. They could just be bamfed out. And then it's a, and then it's a chase. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, because it's, we, we see that, like, it says bringing up how the Mighty Nine had major trust issues as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that's valid. That's fair. They got, mm -hmm. they got mucked around a lot. Um, but with this group, I think it was like the mild aspect of meta, you know, well, it's a guest player. So let's, you know, go talk to them and, and introduce ourselves and welcome them into the party quite easily. But they brought up how like, you know, well, we asked questions, we were probing dust, yeah. but you know, they didn't give us anything or they just lied so well and they didn't question it. Um, I think mm -hmm. probably maybe the, the not question it, cause even Matt said, you know, like some things were starting to slip, some things were starting to crack and there was, you know, inconsistencies in what they were saying. Um, but it was, you know, to different people at different times. So there was, it's kind of like meta on twofolds. It was meta of, you know, okay, well maybe it's just the guest player. We don't want to interrogate them too hard. And yeah. it's might've been the anti kind of, uh, meta where it's like, well, my character wasn't involved in that conversation. So they can't, they can't comment mm -hmm. on how that's a little bit different to what I heard. Um, yeah. which is, you know, both good forms of that I gave me. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, it's interesting to think. I think, I think, well, obviously Travis was suspicious this episode. Um, I think Orem has always... how on point he was. 100%. And I yeah. think that really, that shook Erica a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching that scene just kind of like, I would, I would, I couldn't play that type of character because, one, I can't lie very well in character because I go bright red. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if I was in that situation, I would have gone bright red and everyone would have like instantly known something was up. But... I, I think that really threw them and they were very yeah. much like, oh, no, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. the, the response was just like that super kind of high pitch of like, what? No, yeah. what? Yep. No. But I wonder, oh, get out of here. <laughs> I wonder what she whispered to Travis, though, because Travis beat her deception. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what, what she had said. But then we also have to yeah. consider that Orum has the observant feet, so he oh, was reading so cool. their lips in that conversation, so... Maybe Orum also was starting to, you know, be a bit more yeah. sus of her. Pick but he ended up not really doing anything. But he might, you know, kick himself uh, now that it is revealed that she is a you know, yeah. betrayer stuff. And then, then they got that sparring session in where they were yeah. able to kind of, you know, yeah. hone in on what their abilities were. But we don't know. Like, they could have been holding back. They could have... I mean, if they're a warlock paladin, obviously they've probably got some smites. They've got so I know they weren't really going too hard on the magic, but like they've got some backing to their abilities. Um, it'll be interesting to see then what comes out in the actual PvP. Uh, but now I'm, and now I'm wondering, like, why did Chetney confront Dusk in that way? As in, like, think, hey, like, I'll uh, help you, or like, I get it, you know, I get it, you're trying to, you got a job to do. I think, I think that's Chetney's idea of being smooth and, like, interrogative. It was very much yeah. just like, I have a suspicion, mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm just on the off chance going to suggest this crazy theory to this other person just to see their reaction. Yeah. And so I think it was very much just like, you know, because Chetney, Chetney is wild, Chetney, mm -hmm. um, would say dumb stuff yeah. like that. I love yeah. Fern's reaction of like, he might, he probably would, yeah. but I don't think he will. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, acknowledging that, yeah, no, he's he's a loose cannon. Um, but I think it was very much just like, oh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna run this by them and see what their reaction is because it was, yeah. it all pretty much led to the do I believe them inside check that they made. Yeah. Uh, and so, I'm, I'm saying I kind of want to know what. Or it might have been answered online, Erica might share it, but just like, what did Erica say to Travis to kind of like, because what would you say? Because that was a 19 versus an 11. You would have to reveal that there Something, was deception. Yeah. Were, yeah. Um, oh. I can imagine lines and, of this, someone like, he definitely seems like shaken by it or something. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Because we know all that nervous, all that nervousness and like um, excitability of Dusk was all the act. Like, oh yeah, the fact that they shift instantly to this cool, calm, collected character. Um, so I feel like if that was the act, they're kind of like, what? what? No, you're crazy. Um, that would be easy to perceive as as a lie with that high yeah. of an insight check. So I'm wondering if there was some aspect of that. Force out a dive with Erica, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I hope yeah. so. No, I I'm, forget that. I'm, I'm keen. I'm keen for that uh, that reveal. I'm keen for PvP. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I like Alex Sawyer in chat. Just said prediction. Chatty Orem. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It was earlier. Someone suggested that they get a bonus. Oh, oh sorry, it was Logan. Logan, Logan yeah. said that will Orem and Chet get bonuses against Dusk since they suspected. I think that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It was just like... You know, a little little bit of inspiration because of your yeah, but the, the party's distrust. Not, the party's not all together right now, right? Oh uh, no, they're outside. It's it's okay, Ashton and FCG inside. inside. Fern is there, and I think the rest are kind of they're moseying on in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone's run off and done anything themselves. Thankfully, gotcha. God, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's definitely. Again, I, I'm definitely excited for all the things that you uh, had just stated, but we have to wonder what kind of minions are going to be at the beck and call of Ooh. of Dusk because it, the odds are not in Dusk's favor, no matter... I'm, if she was, like, level, like, 14-plus, maybe she would have a chance against all of them, but level oh, yeah. 8? <laughs> I don't know. Just yeah. by herself, I don't know. Unless she's going to, like, bamf them away with some kind of teleportation and they have to chase her down, but um, it would be interesting yeah. then if more assassins did show up. Um, help take Are we down. at Revivify level? Yeah, we're at Revivify yes. level. Yeah, they're level, level five. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're sweet. Fine. <laughs> we're fine. Yeah, um, it's cool. It's good. <laughs> but then we also have to wonder, like, how powerful is Birdie? Like, is yeah. is Birdie just is Birdie see. just like a scientist or like an inventor or are they like a powerful spellcaster or yeah. something? Um, I'm excited to see that. And then really and then Fern's father, where the hair, where the heck is he? Yeah, is where, he, where's Ollie? Is he? Where's Ollie doing all this? <laughs> I guess I think uh, Joe had mentioned like they generally come in one at a time. Like it's not mm. not often together that they travel. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to. Oh, I hope it's a good reunion. I hope it's not like you know right. coming in with an unconscious birdie, being oh. like, "Ah, oh, help!" Like, oh god. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, could you imagine if this reunion is like you know? <laughs> I don't want to say it, but say it. What say if like, it. birdie does die? Like, <laughs> what if dusk is somewhat hey, successful? Hey, what I said last week. We're due. The angst timer is past due. But it would be we, so dreadful. Fern it would. It would. It would. Oh, but it's so good. It but it's kind of. So but she's also so sweet. I get true, major like true. Caduceus, like Clay family vibes from her. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but also you know a little, maybe a bit more peppery, a little bit more spicy. Um, mm-hmm. Oh no, I. I kind of want to see... I want to see more of what the fuck the Unseelie Court is up to. What the Nightmare Nightmare King's deal is. What this dude whose name I totally remember's deal is. Just why Dusk is there. What is this war that is being raged in the Feywild? And I feel like we get more progress towards that if there is a reason for the party to go to the Feywild and fuck up the Unseelie Court. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible we're going to get some answers soon. Well, two weeks soon, I guess. Once they somehow deal with this whole Dusk thing, I think Burn deserves some answers. Like, where the hell have you guys been? What have you been working on? Why are these people after you? Like, there's so yeah. many things to ask. Um, so we might finally start getting the pieces to this puzzle that have been missing for so long. And if they are somehow connected to the Assassins, because of the whole six years thing, the attack on Zephra, maybe there's a connection to all that stuff. And they are trying to stop, like, a greater evil force from, from doing stuff. It maybe the Unsealy Court is involved in this rude shenanigans. We know Odahan um, is somehow involved. Like, there's so much. Yeah. There's so much. Uh, 
I think no, remind me if I'm finally not. there to get answers. Uh, Ozahan didn't react to seeing Imogen, did they? Nope. It had no reaction. Reaction. This is now I can't oh goodness. Excuse me for whoever was in chat. I think it was someone in chat last week. It might have been in the Discord, it might have been somewhere completely different, but they suggested that, like, what if Otahan isn't Ruidus born? They're not like involved in any way, mm. but it was just a part of the vision that Imogen has of like, you know, Ruidus kind of conjured this image of someone nearby, similar to how it conjured that image of Bertrand when he was killed. Yeah. Um Oh, that is, I guess because Bertram was engulfed by the Red Storm and that's what right. kind of signaled that, you know, he's not doing great. Um, mm. But I guess Odahan in this vision was a part of the Red Storm. Yeah. But it could still just be like a signal. It could be something of like, you know, well, maybe they're not necessarily connected, but there's something is happening. Something is, um, something is boding not good for oh, Odahan yeah. uh, in the future. Um, I just like that as like a side theory, uh, but yeah. maybe they're just too cool and they're just like, oh dang, that's that girl <laughs> from our dreams. Like, play it cool, play yeah. it cool mm-hmm. <laughs> as they're walking past. Um, uh, I, I have to read this comment because I saw the word Tharazdun. <laughs> Joseph says, going to say that Otahan serves Tharazdun while Dusk is serving the unseated court and whoever gets the party's attention is the big bad. Yeah, and the other one just gets yep. ignored. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. But it, it does. It, it is interesting that it seems like if they are all connected, all of these different realms and powers yeah. that are trying well, to accomplish something, like what what could be their end goal if they are all connected? The Unsealy Core attacking Birdie and Ali, them trying to save the world with the attacks on Zephra, these all these Rudisborn stuff, Imogen, like what's the end goal here we got delilah still going on in the background who may or may not be related to all this stuff the convergence convergence is coming up at some point to happen um we don't know someone do the math is this going to be like a um what's it called you know like what's what's the name of that convergence where it's really good something or yeah. the the apogee apogee solstice solstice yes oh wait that's the solstice because, yeah, the convergence is like, you know, the planes kind of aligning a bit. But maybe that is also part of a solstice every seven years. Someone go and do the numbers. So, <laughs> Let's see. Someone, Let's someone crunch the, the numbers quick. Let's someone figure this out. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, that, would be, that would be interesting. But I, I think the timing is a little off. I think the next, we talked about it before, I think the next Apogee solstice isn't for like a number of years. Um, <laughs> so we might be a bit yeah. off. But... Oh. And oh. it all comes back to Thera's doing though. You already know. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's the it's the red boon, the egg that houses Thera's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's gonna hatch. He's and it's actually baby. just an illusion because it's actually in the Feywild. Oh, it. Mm. Yep. You heard it yeah. here first. And that is where Vandrin is having the barbecue. A hundred percent. Yeah, it has to be. We will get to Vandron eventually. It has Van- to be. Vandron will make an appearance at some point in our theories. Um, oh, besides all that, is there anything else uh, we want to bring up um, for this episode? God. Um, we did briefly it go over. Good. I guess. What, what are your general thoughts on the on the race? Um, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I liked. I liked FCG being the front wheel. I thought that was a very cool mechanic. Um, I oh, feel yeah. like it definitely took him out a bit on having fun in the race maybe because they were very well stuck in this one place Mm -hmm. um and also you know potentially almost completely destroyed uh but i thought that was fun i liked just yeah i I thought it was cool i thought it was cool them banging around hitting each other all the traps Mm -hmm. being laid and fern just sitting there eating candy apples fern just on the sidelines yep having a a good old time the the hijacking yeah that was badass no it was just a lot of fun it was like um and definitely like race sort of stuff isn't what i'm into for D. um i i feel like just because i've always seen it done maybe a little bit poorly because mm-hmm. it's just like you know you move forward then you move forward you move forward yeah. um but yeah it was it was it was fun there was a lot yeah. of like kind of <laughs> um wild stuff that happened yeah yeah and again it, it felt i was talking about this a, a bit before but it definitely felt more like a combat than a race 
Um, yeah. The race yeah. was just kind of like a secondary thing. It was mostly just slinging spells and causing wreaking havoc and all that stuff. So, uh, but it was fun. It was fun. And they oh, smashed it too. Like they did. <laughs> they, really first, second, and third. Well, first and second, and then Imogen and Ashton crashed at the end. But yeah, that that's pr pretty good for their first time. It went probably as good <laughs> as it possibly could have. Um, mm. The best timeline for them. Uh, Phelan says, I did the maths a while back. The closest ap Apogee Solstice would be between the Briarwood Arc and roughly 20 years from the current date uh, due to the unknown length of the Calamity. So, we're a ways away from... So, tomorrow. <laughs> so, so, yes. The next day yeah. is actually tomorrow the Apogee Solstice. Solstice. <laughs> Where it all, it all comes... It all comes crashing no. back down i suppose technically yeah the solstice happens every year let's be real that's what a solstice is um yeah. <laughs> but that's what they say too because isn't it because it's like ruinous is reaching its apex and that that happens on the solstice maybe could am be. i making that up could be sure Probably. That, that's sounds, that, right sounds right. the that sounds accurate um we are we are coming towards a solstice yes um when all the fun stuff happens mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. yeah we're good. Um, oh, we gotta uh, wait, and we gotta wait two weeks. Two weeks. Two whole weeks. Hit me. They, they, the, the, the cliffhangers have really been fucking on point. This, uh, this campaign so far, <sighs> with the addition of these, this week break. It's like every single break that we have, there's some kind of like a big cliffhanger, uh, to keep us invested. Those damn writers, mm -hmm. those damn critical role writers, are getting better and better. I swear. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They're getting so good. Um, but unless uh, there's anything else we want to talk about, um, I suppose we can go ahead and call it there. Um, but yes, also the, the names of their of their crawlers, the Red Moon and then the Buck Fucking. That's so good. dumb. Uh, <laughs> no, it was great. Um, but yeah, I suppose with all that being said, we can go ahead and uh, call the episode there. As always, thank you all so much for joining us. Thanks for uh, hanging out and chat uh sharing your thoughts and feelings with us thank you to everyone who's going to be watching this on the youtube upload or watching it on spotify or anchor or apple or <laughs> wherever else this podcast may find itself thank you all so much for supporting if you wish to support us further um be sure to follow us on twitter at what the sheep pod on twitter where we give updates on when we're going live um but alana has also been working on something very very oh, special snap very very oh, special snap. Um, I say as I'm getting links ready. <laughs> oh, yep. Here's our Twitter. Check it out. Oh, oh yep. Here's um, our Twitter. Here's yeah, I've, I've have been, and it's not what I do normally, but I have made a website for the What the Sheep podcast. Let's go. Um, I say I made it. I used a podcast builder, a website <laughs> builder. I know ah, what I'm talking you made about. It. You made but it. You can go to. I'll grab the link now. I'm closing everything. I should have been more prepared, but I woke up. That is okay. Forty minutes uh, ago. <laughs> yeah, the so link. the website yes. is uh, whatthesheeppod.com, and there's probably no new exciting information there. I'm doing a terrible job of selling this website, but it's a one-shop stop for everything about us. It's got all our podcast episodes. Uh, it has all our links to our socials, so they're all now in one spot. Uh, there's a little bit for all our individual socials, so for Nico and myself, there's a place to leave reviews and to contact us if for whatever reason you need to. Currently, probably, you know, DM on Twitter and Discord is still okay. We'll still check all those, but it's just like a nice, I, I think, a nice little oh, yeah. somewhat professional front professional yeah. front we're moving up forward. we're moving yeah. up in the podcast world yeah. we got our own website um, it's great i'm learning google analytics yep. <laughs> to mm -hmm. see how mm -hmm. it looks um it's good i like it if you think if you see a mistake please let me know <laughs> but um yes yeah but give it give it plenty of foot traffic I'll, I'll spam it a couple more times a couple more times in the chat um it'll also be linked in the description down below as well um for the youtube upload and stuff um, yes click the link click on all the tabs boost up our analytics and stuff uh we super appreciate it so yes if you're looking to support us further be sure to check out the website again that's going to be whattheshippod.com yeah. one-stop shop for all things that involves yeah. this podcast 
you see people being like, oh man, I wish there were more discussion podcasts about critical role or why is yeah. Four Dive only on every four weeks? You'd be like, hey, hey. on a nice little platter for you, gotcha. here's this lovely website for you to check out of gotcha. absolute professionalism. Yep. Absolute professionalism. We have never slept in. Uh, we've never missed it. <laughs> like three times now, maybe. <laughs> this is not three. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's totally, it's totally okay. yep no i it's totally okay uh I, I would probably do the same thing honestly um, oh my word. But yeah and also leave a review leave a you know a five-star review uh you know or or a one-star if you really hate us you do, um, that, do that on like apple podcasts or something like oh, you can do it on the website those ones they, they count a little bit okay never mind, <laughs> mind. grab that uh but yes thank you all so much for uh for your support uh we really appreciate it um but as always don't forget to love each other spread the love to everyone you meet to everyone you see the world needs more love in it so make sure you're spreading it around but most importantly don't forget to love yourself that is the most important thing you can do uh so make sure you're taking care of yourself drink some water eat some food get plenty of rest i'm proud of you thank you for being here so with all of that being said i hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your morning day evening wherever you may be on this glorious earth and we'll see you all very soon Bye, everyone. Bye.